Hello, and welcome back to The Room Above the Attic, a true crime podcast where I, Hannah, describe horrific and horrendous murders and true crime stories to my father. And I am her father, uh, and we're here. And I'd like to reiterate after last week's episode that really kind of bummed me out that we're going to do a little bit more on the true crime and not just the murder. murder. We're going to focus on other things. That's kind of what we've decided. Yeah, Um, just because we we need to lighten the load, the mood a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, you say you have a good one for me this week. Yes, I do. This that, was... That that checks all the boxes. Uh-huh. Okay. And guess what? What? This crime took place on May 9th. May 9th. Is today May 9th? Yep. I never know the date, really. <laughs> um, it's okay. May 9th, the 17th century. Oh. So... Old. 17th century. Wow, yeah. we're going back. Yeah, okay. we are. But... Uh-huh. It happened today. And, like, I was researching it, and I got to that part, and I was like, okay, well, now I have to do this one. Because it's, like, a sign. Obviously, it's happened today. So there's no way I can not not do it. Yeah. So, and this one is probably, like, I thought it was really interesting and kind of funny. Like, some parts are funny. And it's like, you will... Just jump into it. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. So we're traveling all the way across the pond, or if you prefer flying, you're going to fly nine hours and five minutes. But we can't because we're in the 17th century. No. So you're going to be... We're going to take a long, long boat ride. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I didn't... Half of us are going to die before we get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, I didn't research how long it took to sail. To <laughs> Not this. we don't don't need to know okay. that that part. Yeah, that was okay. too too much I'll, research. I'll forgive you. Okay, thank you. Um, and today I'm not going to tell you about a horrific murder. Okay. Good. Um, good. Good. But instead, we will investigate a theft of one of the most beloved things in England. The crown jewels? Maybe. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, All right. So we're actually going to be in England and then Ireland. We're going to mm. go in between the two. Okay. Yeah. There's a little uh, history between those two places. Mm-hmm. This kind of goes into that, actually. Okay. The history. Um, but we're going to start our story in 1618 when an Irishman, Thomas Blood, was born. Okay. He was born into a wealthy family. His father was a blacksmith. In parentheses, I have Think Gendry, Game of Thrones, in parentheses. I, see, for me, you just need to say blacksmith. I kind of figured I can get that. Well, no, but, like, he's really good at it. Like, Gendry. Okay. So that's what I'm getting at. Okay. Oh. We're Game of Thrones fans here. Yeah. Okay. Um... And he actually held, like, multiple land claims, too. Okay. So, again, really wealthy. And his grandfather... Grandfather. And his grandfather. <laughs> yeah. That's the Irish way of saying grandfather. <laughs> okay, um, sure. We'll go with sure. that. But his, yeah. Um, his grandfather lived in... I am so sorry to all the Irish people out there. I'm going to butcher this. <laughs> I, I, I even looked up the pronunciation. Um, 
Kilnaboy Castle. Kilnaboy? Kilnaboy. Kilnaboy, okay. Kilnaboy Castle. Kilnaboy Castle. Um, yeah, and his grandfather was actually a member of Parliament. Nice. Yeah. So his grandfather was the blacksmith? No. Or his dad was the blacksmith? His dad was the blacksmith. Yeah. His grandfather is a member of, of Parliament. Parliament. He is... So they are connected. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he left... Blood left for education um, in England. Um, and he didn't return to Ireland until he married his wife, Maria, at age 20. Okay. Yeah. And then after he came here, he wouldn't go back to England until 1642 when the English Civil War broke out. Hmm. And since I knew nothing about the English Civil War, yeah, I did... I'm not up to that on I either. did research. Okay. So, um, basically... We love history. We're just not... Right. That's not... Something I, we know very well. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a civil war in England. Yeah. There's a civil war everywhere. Yeah. No one gets along. Not really, no. <laughs> um, so it's a conflict. I mean, Captain America and Iron Man had a civil war. Right. I mean, yeah. You, you know, they even fought. Everyone every, fights. Yeah, everybody fights. It's part of it. It's just. It's just. Way of the world. Part of culture, I yeah. guess. Um. <laughs> But the so, um, the Civil War was between two groups, um, and it was started by a conflict between Charles I and Parliament over um, an Irish rebellion. Okay. Uh, it's called like an insurrection here. Well, the Irish are always. Uh, uh, Making the English mad and vice and versa. And not vice versa. as much as Scotland did, though. <laughs> you know, England has not been good story. to their neighbors. They no, just, they haven't. When they were, yeah, back in the day. Now mm. they all kind of get along and they're good. But, right. Uh, yeah, in the day, England was not very good to their neighbors. Nope. Yeah. So the two parties in this civil war are going to be the royalists who fight for Charles, mm -hmm. and the roundheads who fight for par parliamentary. Roundheads. Yeah, okay. that's, I don't under, I tried to look into why they were called that, but I couldn't find out why. Okay, I'm sure it's so, out there. Go ahead and Google it and, and let, let us know. Let us know. And, yeah. Um, On Twitter. Yeah, that, we don't have a Twitter. I know, that's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, okay, I'll get on that. Maybe we'll have a Twitter by... The time this comes out, I guess. Sure, we will, Hannah. Sure. So, oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go, okay. go for it. So, <laughs> Blood left um, Ireland to go fight for the Royals group, and he was fighting for Charles the first. Mm -hmm. uh, but, however... He liked the Royals, and he didn't like Parliament. His wait. grandfather was part of the Parliament. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Hold okay, on. interesting. So... When it became clear that the other side, the Parliament side, won, uh -huh. what do you think he did? He he switched sides. Yep. Oh. He. Oh come on, man. Yeah, he, he abandoned. Pick a side, you stick with it. Yeah, he abandoned the Royalist Party, yeah. and somehow he managed to become a, a lieutenant for the Roundheads. Wow. 
Yeah. Because, probably because of his grandfather. Let's be Pro- honest. Yeah, yeah. He has all those connections. His father's also a pretty successful blacksmith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not what you know, it's who you know sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And after all was said and done, he somehow managed to get himself named Justice of Peace and was given multiple land claims. So wow. he came out of this pretty good. Pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, he chose the wrong side, switched sides, and now he's a landowner. Mm-hmm. Okay. So after all this, like, um, Parliament won, and their leader... Um, this kid was born on third and thinks he hit a triple. Yeah. Yep. Basically. Yeah. Um, so the leader of the Roundheads um, claimed the throne... But when it was reclaimed um, by King Charles II in 1660, uh, his land they took all of his land away. Oh, okay. Uh, um, and I'm sure he was just delighted when that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Um, so since he was so delighted, he turned... He should have... So, so the, the crown took his, his land away. Yeah. So... It really kind of screwed him over for switching sides then. Yeah. Yeah, he should have just stayed. In the end, yeah. Yeah, because the king would have could have probably rewarded him with something. Wow. All right. Like, you well, you get what you get. Uh-huh. Yeah, you get what you deserve. Anyway. Um, I don't know who I'm rooting for, Parliament or the king. I, don't, I, I mean, you got to go with democracy. I don't know how democratic Parliament was at that time, but anyway. Um, We're American. We we go with the uh, democracy. Yeah. Um. So because he was so happy that all of his land got taken away, he turned into a conspirator, plotter, and this is a direct quote from where I got my information: an intriguer extraordinaire. Wow. Okay. We knew this was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. King took his land. He now he's mad. Yeah. Okay. So he joined a plot with other um, disgruntled people who wanted the parliament. Mm -hmm. Um, And he attempted to seize Dublin Castle, take over the governor, and, um, or take the governor prisoner. Okay. So, yeah, so they tried to take the governor prisoner. Right. Um,. Which, well, they failed, obviously. Um, I don't know if that was obvious, but okay, they failed. They failed. Okay. Um, so after that, ten years after that, like he took a ten-year hiatus from okay. all that, uh-huh. but he came back and he tried to abduct and murder the Duke of Armand, um, the former Lord Lieutenant of Ireland. So why is it, man, he really, I, I know he lives in Ireland, but he's really giving it to the, to his own Irish people. Like, he's, he's not like going really... against the English people. He's he's taking it to the Irish people. Right. Interesting. Okay. I think it's because they, Although they, they might, took his land. That might, they might be English just living in Ireland because the crown put them there. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. So, after all of this, he gained a pretty hefty bounty on his head. Um, it was about a thousand euros. 
Okay. Which back then was a, was a lot of a money. A lot of money. Yes. So uh, he did what any normal person would do, and he fled and took on many different names. Okay. He took on many risks when he resurfaced in 1671. Um, but I guess he thought that they were worth it. As he started planning on stealing the crown jewels. Okay. So, yeah. So, so, he so it is did, the crown jewels yeah, he's sort of deal. Stealing the crown jewels. Okay. Um, so, Britain's original crown jewels had been melted down and sold off in 1649 during um, Cromwell, who was the leader of the Roundheads. Okay. So, at, when he was ruling, he just melted down and sold off the crown jewels. Huh. Um, to pay for the... Or to, to pay for the war? I, I don't know. I huh. think maybe it was just kind of like a middle finger. Oh. To the monarchy. Okay. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Um, but they came back when Charles II um, took crown and took the throne... Um, they got he, more. He, is what you're yeah, saying. he yeah. spent a small fortune, for, like trying to replace them. Right, I got you. So it included a crown with diamonds all over it, um, and other precious stones. Okay. Kind of like the one you see today. Uh huh. Um, a golden orb, and a gold scepter. Okay. So, and the treasures were stored in the basement room of the Tower of London. Their keeper was Talbot Edwards. He was an elderly ex-soldier who was um, permitted to show jewels to tourists for, for a small fee. So huh. that's kind of how he made money. Oh. He was showing them to people. <laughs> So they have this elderly guy <laughs> just giving tours to whoever wants a tour yeah. of the crown jewels. Yeah, for sounds, yep, cheap. Sounds secure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Flood um, thought up a very long, well thought out scheme uh -huh. and set it into motion in the spring of 1671 when he disguised himself in um, a... Clergyman's cassock and and like so it's like he holy, looks like a, he a, looks, a priest or yeah something. yeah mm -hmm. uh -huh. and he um helped or hired an actress to pose as his wife okay so from there the two went to the Tower of London and met the elderly guard and went to look at the crown jewels of course. So he did this to like first like know what security is in place. Oh, so he they was were scoping out. The yeah, place. he was scoping it out. So they were secured by a metal gate, um, and a reinforced door. Okay. So they're pretty secure. But I there's also for the time that's not too bad. Yeah. No. Yeah. But also there is an elderly gentleman. Right. Um, they don't have anybody actually guarding them except for this old guy. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Well, to give him credit, he's an ex-soldier. 
Right. So he knows how to fight, but I'm again <laughs> <laughs> not very secure. Yeah. Um. So at some point when they were being shown the crown jewels, the actress um, faked an illness, and the keeper led her up to his apartment. Huh. And Blood thanked the keeper for everything, like his charity, and he returned a few days later with a gift for the keeper's wife. Huh. Okay. And from there, he befriended um, Edwards and his wife, and he became a frequent That's visitor. That's the keeper. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And he became a frequent visitor to their home. Okay. Well, so he was kind of being smart about it. Yeah, he's actually very smart about yeah. stuff. Like, he's thought it. He's through thought and, it through and stuff. Yeah, he's like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but he's, he's he's given it some thought, and it seems to be working so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So he won the couple's trust, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, and he brought up that he might have a nephew who could be a good match for their unmarried daughter. Hmm. So, this guy checked all the boxes. He's like, you've got someone for our daughter, you're really good friends, we trust you. Right. And, like, he's really good at deceiving people. Yeah. Like, obviously he hid for, like, 10 years or something. Yeah. Well, he just kind of, yeah, laid low. Yeah. Yeah. So the keeper is like overjoyed. Yeah. Because they're going to marry off his daughter. Right. Yeah. To this dude who's like pretty wealthy. So your Well, did they know who he was? They thought he was a priest. Priest. Priests But priests are, yeah, you're right. Priests were pretty wealthy at the, yeah. Yeah, yep. so... Okay. Um, so they agreed that um, Blood would bring his nephew over for a meeting. Okay. And they would, like, See check him out. See if they hit it off. Yeah. So around 7 a.m. on May 9th of 1671, today... <laughs> okay. Um... Blood arrived at the Tower of London with four other people. Four other people. Not just the nephew. Okay. Um, he had his son, Thomas, who was the um, nephew. Right. And then he had a guy named Robert, Richard, and William. Okay. Who were the accomplices. Uh-huh. Because obviously it's not a one-person job. Right. That'd be pretty hard. To do. Right. So, each man had hidden daggers and pistols with them, but Blood also had a wooden mallet concealed inside of his robes. Okay. Um, so they sent Smith to, like, guard the horses and wait by the horses. He's, like, the getaway driver. Right. Um, so he, they were near the tower gates. Okay. So like quick, easy 
That's right. just... Right, easy to get away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the others entered the fortress and met with Edwards. Okay. Who, poor man, didn't know what was going on. Right, he thought he was getting a, a match for his daughter, and somebody's actually going to rob him of... The only thing he has to protect. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, they're not yeah. being nice to this guy. <laughs> yeah. And he trusts them, too. Right. That sucks. Like, he built up that trust, and now he's just going to yeah. throw it all Dash away. It. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be the worst. He thought it's going to be a happy day. It's going to be one of the worst days of his life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this poor guy. Okay. So, um... They, like, shook each other's hands. Hi, how are you? Right. That kind of stuff. Um, Blood just brought up in the conversation that um, that the other guys wanted to see the house jewels. Or the crown jewels. Right. Sorry, I can't talk, apparently. <laughs> um, they just wanted to look at the crown, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, Edwards said, okay, yeah, sure. For, I'm guessing for free. I I would assume, yeah. Um, and he led them down to the chamber where the crown jewels were. Right. As soon as they reached the room, they ambushed him. Uh, um, see, this is not like Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible because he doesn't. when Tom Cruise broke into the CIA, they didn't even know he was there. Uh, that's true. All right. So, and only one guy was sick. They made one guy sick, as far as I can remember. Yeah. So, yeah, well, this is not Mission Impossible. <laughs> so, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm nitpicking. Go, okay. go, go on. Um. So, they put a gag in his mouth so he can't scream. Mm-hmm. Um, they threw a sack over his head. They could have done this so much nicer. How? I don't know. You just put a little bit more thought into it. Somebody could have grabbed his keys and yeah, gone and I done thought this the stuff. the actress was going to like go up and like try to yeah. like, find out where the keys are. Yeah, no, she's none just of this stuff had to happen. Yeah. They're being really mean to this guy. Anyway. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's the way of the world. <laughs> um, so, obviously, this 70, 70 year, 77-year-old man fought back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, blood drew his mallet and bludgeoned him on the head with it. Of course. Did he kill him? Um, and, well, he also stabbed him in the stomach. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no. No, blood's a blood's a not cool. Yeah. yeah. Um so then the robbers tore off the grate that protected the crown jewels and um went to work making everything easier to carry out. Okay. And like conceal basically. Right. So blood used his mallet to flatten the crown into a plate. Uh-huh. Which I thought was... Well, I mean, obviously you can't just walk out of the Tower of London with the crown. Yeah, it's kind of the size of a basketball, kind of. Yeah. So, yeah. And be, you can't just walk out wearing it, because right. people would obviously see you. Right. 
But also, I guess it is made out of gold, so it is stable. I was thinking, like, why didn't it just, like, break if he's hitting right. it? Yeah. But. Good, good workmanship. Yeah. So, um, his son uh, began sawing the scepter in half. Uh-huh. Um... And Parrot, the other guy, stuffed the royal orb in his pants. Okay. That's just how he did it. Right. Um, and this is where things start to go downhill. <laughs> okay. I think they already went downhill when they killed the uh, old man, but okay. <laughs> go, um, go for it. So the guy who was serving as a lookout. Mm-hmm. Burst into the room with some really, really troubling news. Okay. Um, the keeper's son, who is a soldier, returned home and was upstairs looking for his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were forced to gather the, their loot and flee. And as soon as they left the house, um, Talbot Edwards slipped off his gag, raised and raised an alarm. By yelling, treason, the crown is stolen. The old man did? Yeah. So so even being stabbed, he's still alive. Yeah. He's still, like, doing his duty. Yeah. Yeah, he's still trying to fight back. Mm Mm-hmm. With, like, I guess he was in the mindset that he was going to die protecting these Yeah, he's he's still doing his job. Yeah. So, um... His son and a Swedish military engineer named Matt Martin, which was his friend, um, took off after all these people um, who were making a mad dash for the tower gates where their horses were. Right. Um, So Blood didn't want to go down without a fight, so Mm. he drew his pistol and started of uh, firing at Edward's son. At this time, though, he's guy. he's got one shot. I mean, I don't. <laughs> pistols were, I think, brand new at that time. So it's not like he's shooting like one right after right, another. Yeah. He he get, probably got one shot off, mm-hmm. or maybe two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> How you have to like pack it with gunpowder. Yeah, he doesn't mm-hmm. have a whole magazine going. No. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine how deadly like Wild West would have been if you had like magazines and stuff like you do today? Well, I mean, they did have repeaters like, kind of at the end of the Wild West where they had the the thirty um, thirties that. You know, all you have to do is cock it and shoot. Right. Cock, you know. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it would have been even deadlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, he's shooting at people, I guess, like really slowly too. Which kind of takes away from like the, like, trying Unless to go he had out more with than a one gun. Maybe he had a few guns. And they like were loaded. To go. Yeah. But, like, can you imagine? Like, you can't put it back into your. Cloak. So is he just like pulling him out, shooting and dropping him? That's what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
They're no good to you anymore. You can I guess, use them as a club. Yeah. Yeah. But that's bad. They'd have to get really close to you for you to use them as a club, too. Yeah. So they're not really good. Yeah. For anything after that one shot, I guess. Um, so they're being followed, um, and he's firing at them, and he wounded a tower guard, but he never actually hit the Edward's son or his Swedish friend. Okay. Um, so he managed to make it as far as his horse, but, um, was, he was caught before he could actually mount the horse. Okay. Um, like, can you imagine that though? You're like so close to. Yeah, he almost, he almost made it yeah, to his and horse and to he, freedom and then they got him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Well, yeah. It's I'm a, not rooting for the monarchy here, but. Uh, I mean, uh, you're stealing the most precious thing just, in London. Yeah. They're not going to let you go. Right. I'm not against Marnicky. I'm just not, I'm not taking sides here. Uh, other than this guy's a crook and being stopped is a good thing. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, almost like within minutes, this took like, I think it was like 10 minutes maybe. Uh-huh. They were all, they caught everybody involved. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the crown jewels were recovered. Okay. I'm guessing they were pretty upset that their crown had been, been smashed into a plate. Yeah. Right. Because um, yeah. that, that was a right. lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> they get all of those. Yeah. Um, he was then dragged back inside of the um, Tower of London and placed in chains. Okay. So he did get caught. Yes. Um... He, they wanted to, like, question him and stuff, but he only said that he would only talk to King Charles II himself. Okay. Which I feel is, like, some of the demands that... Yeah, they're not going to listen to him. They've already caught him. They have all yeah, the stuff they're back. like, we, you had the like, crown with you. Yeah, they're, they're like, what we are got you everything do? we want right now. The, yeah, <laughs> so... But they went back to the king, and the king actually agreed to talk to him. Oh, well, there you go. What do I um, know? And it, so the king interrogated him. Okay. So, like, no one really knows what was said, because, okay. again, it's, like, so... It's probably just the king and this guy. Maybe, yeah. Or, or a guard a or something. A few people. Yeah. But, like... They didn't have, like, good documentation. Right. Back then. Um, but it's supposed, supposedly Blood confessed to his crimes. Okay. And gave the king a rambling well, account of confessed to the crime. Adventures. They caught him in the act. I know. So all that was for the king to get a confession from him? They, they caught him doing it. He had the crown. With him. Right. They didn't need any of that. <laughs> I know. Wow, they were doing, doing their... Uh, so there is a theory to this. Okay. To why he wanted to speak with the king. And I think this might also be 
this theory I, that was brought up might also be why it was so poorly documented. Okay. Um, he even admitted he wanted to kill Charles with a musket uh, while he was bathing in a river. Uh-huh. But he lost his nerve, and he claimed he it was because he found himself in awe of his majesty. <laughs> I was like, I was going to kill you, but you were just so perfect. So majestic. I couldn't. Right. Like, I mean, like, that. that's like the worst backhanded compliment yeah. you could ever receive. Like, I was going to kill you, but you're just so too pretty. <laughs> yeah. Um... And I guess Charles asked him what he would do if he's given freedom. He replied that um, he would endeavor to deserve it. Uh Uh-huh. So both crimes were actually serious enough to have them to have earned him a traitor's death. Of course. Yet um, Charles II pardoned him. (laughs) <laughs> and granted him land in Ireland, Ireland worth 500 pounds a year. Well, geez. <laughs> I don't understand that part. No, no. No one really does. And there's like a lot of... This theories. is like... There's a lot of theories, but this is kind of the one I like the most. Okay. And it explains why he pardoned him... And maybe why Blood wanted to speak to Charles directly. Okay. So, um, he, the Blood had a lot of cloak and dagger dealings, um, and he was suspected to have worked as a hired agent for the Duke of Buckingham and one of the chief intriguers of Charles II's court. Okay. So they think that they might have worked together and that he knew a lot of stuff uh-huh. about Charles. And that's why he let him go. Okay. Um, so that's the theory is uh-huh. that Charles. He knew information about yeah. it. So he's like, all right. I read another thing that was like Charles hired him to do it and that's why he let him go. Huh. Which, I don't know why he would do that. Yeah, it's not like there was insurance. Yeah. Interesting. Um, he spent all of his golden years as one of England's most celebrated ruffians. Um, and he worked as an informant, a spy, and enforcer for the crown. So then he went right back to liking the crown. This guy switched sides quite often. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. But also, Charles just freed him from the death penalty. Well, yeah, he felt he owed him. But, yeah, but uh, also he might have been working for him. The whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Which could be, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he didn't want to stop, like, being mischievous. And um, he 
actually, after this, he found himself um, involved with freelance espionage. Uh-huh. So, but he, I don't think he's convicted of that either. Um, but by the time he died in 1780, he uh, was deeply in debt. Huh. He wasn't very smart with his money. Yeah. And his reputation for duping people was so well established. This is crazy to me. That the authorities exhumed his corpse to make sure he hadn't faked his own death. Oh. <laughs> they weren't. They didn't trust any of that. Uh-uh. <laughs> Interesting. So once they found out he was actually dead, they reburied him. Uh-huh. Um, and they reburied him under a headstone that supposedly read, Here lies the man who boldly hath run through more villainies than England ever knew. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he did almost steal the crown jewels. He almost got away with it. Yeah. Like... If the horses had maybe been a little bit closer. Yeah. Interesting. Well, this is an interesting story. Yeah, and it He's takes an place guy. in England, which has my heart. Now, there, I don't know if the old guy eventually died from his Me wounds. neither. I never found that out. But So maybe there was no murder in this that I can think of. Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, the guy didn't even die. He lived on to, like, work for the crown, which is... Yeah. Well, maybe Charles was like, well, this... You thought this out so well. It's so planned. You're smart. You're I smart. Can use you. Yeah, I can use you for, to take over Scotland. Right. Hmm. I was so bitter about that, and it happened a long time ago. <laughs> England versus Scotland. Right. England versus everywhere. England versus mm-hmm. India. England versus, I mean, they they were an empire, and they wanted to rule the world. Mm-hmm. They did, and they tried. They did try. You know, yeah. uh, but they're not the only ones. Mm-mm. So. I remember talking to somebody who like went to Scotland recently, and she she said like you know how they're divided into the Highlands and the Lowlands. Uh-huh. She said there is a clear divider between them huh. and like when you go into i forget what side it is but it's the side that wanted to part from england uh-huh. there's like you have to drive through this rock and it says like praise be scotland or something like that with a giant like um something about freedom with the scottish flag oh. on the rock uh-huh. and on the other side there's nothing like that right so it's like still very divided Right. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Did you know, actually, in... I think Scotland is part of the English... What do you... The EU? No. No. The... the... uh, the England. Um, And then half of Ireland is part of England, but the other half is independent. And so that's they, what's causing a lot of the problems in the EU, or in, you know, them separating from the EU right they, now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's interesting. So I know there's a hard border in, not really a hard border right now. There used to be a hard border in Ireland, mm-hmm. separating two halves of Ireland. But um, that caused a lot of bloodshed. 
And and uh, even when I was a kid, that was happening. Really? Oh yeah. That recent. Oh wow. yeah. Um, and then they took the uh, border down. One still considered themselves part of England. One still considered themselves just Ireland. Mm. So it's kind of like and the Berlin Wall, except dividing Ireland. Um. Or was it like that? It w- was that severe? I don't know. I'm sure they had checkpoints. I know the English ruled with, uh, um, and this is arguable, obviously, but they ruled with uh, heavy hand because the Irish, there was a lot of terrorist things going on, or they would say liberation, liberating things going on. But um, depending on what side you were viewing it from, but... um, uh, now there, there's, there's still strong feelings, mm-hmm. but there's no, um, it's, it's not that bad anymore. Okay. You're right. But now they're trying to, uh, England's trying to break away from the EU. Northern Ireland wants to stay in the EU. They're going to have, they're saying they're going to have to put a hard border there now again, because then you got to. Uh, I understand you know, that. You yeah. know, goods come, going from one side to the other have to be checked, and they say once that hard border gets put in, then that'll bring back all the, all the, you know, fighting. Mm-hmm. So that could happen again. Huh. You never, you know, hopefully it doesn't. But anyway, that was a long way, long way, to go. Seventeenth yeah. century. Yeah. England. And Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, thank you, Hannah. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate this story. Yeah. Actually, I want to end this one by sharing something I learned this week with you, which I thought was pretty interesting. Okay. But um, did you know in Britain, like the BBC and stuff, like their documentation of certain shows and stuff, how they kept it was not that great. So, like, the Beatles' first ever life performance and like a lot of the first doctor who episodes no longer exist because they ran out of storage so they just threw them away oh really yeah that happened a lot over there so like all these things and like i don't know if vhs was around Uh so i think but i think it might have been so the only way you can get it now is if you first not around when do you what are you saying when the 60s no maybe? No. no okay well then I, when i was just a lost kid forever when i was a kid there was betamax and vhs and i don't know that was like the late 70s early 80s when that mm. really came around now there were ways to you know there was film and other ways to record right but not v- vhs but. came when i was yeah pretty young okay well unless you recorded it somehow it was, like, the first episodes of Doctor Who and the first ever live Beatles performance. Because they only performed live, I think it was, like, twice. And the uh, second one didn't exist, but the first one they ever did, like, someone threw it away. Wow. I think that was, like, they lost, like, the highest definition filming of the moon landing. Huh. Because someone at NASA threw that away, too. Oh, wow. It was, like, the highest definition possible and it's like supposedly like really clear 
Wow. So the only way we have documentation of that is all the newscasts. Oh. Yeah. Right. Mm. Going back to how they, like, how poor documentation was for that. Yeah. Um, what yeah, is keeping, it? That, yeah. Keeping records. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, thanks, Anna. You're welcome. I appreciate it. We did go sister. on some wild tangents. There was some wild tangents, especially on the end. Wild yeah. tangents. tangents. I wish yeah. they could see my rock hands. Yeah, we always do the rock hands when we do that. I hope you guys do, too. Yeah, do it. When you hear it, do the rock sign. Yeah. Wild, wild tangents. tangents. Um, well, I think that's it. You can always follow us and find us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter at the room above the attic, all one word. Hopefully, Twitter. We'll okay, see. I'm getting it. I will get us a Twitter. It will uh, be up. Okay. We'll see. Will it be up by the time she posts this episode? Yes. Only it will. you will oh find goodness. out if you try to get on Twitter and see. <laughs> and look up the room above the attic, all one word, and it's not there. I've failed. All one word and no spaces in the room above the attic. Yeah. I don't know if Twitter allows spaces. But I'm not oh, okay. Yeah, do. yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. You're right. I don't think they do. All right. Well. Okay. All right. Well, as always, if you find yourself on this, this show, it means you, you done, done been, been marked. marked.